Welcome to the Legally Speaking Podcast, presented by STBB. A conversation dedicated to answering your legal questions and a platform where our team of specialist attorneys share their expert advice and legal know-how with South Africans. Welcome back to another episode of Legally Speaking. This week, we delve into the fascinating world of solar tax incentives. Today, we're shining a light on the recent developments in South Africa's solar tax landscape. Joining me today is Abdurrahman Farrow, an associate at our firm practicing in tax law. Mon, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Ewan. It's a pleasure to be recording this podcast with you. Let's dive right in. With the current energy crisis gripping the nation, what's been the government's response in terms of tax incentives? Well, in response to the energy crisis and the increasing demand for electricity, the government has introduced a series of tax incentives and policy measures. These measures aim to alleviate pressure on the national grid while promoting energy efficiency and the use of renewable energy technology. So are these tax incentives primarily focused on the businesses or do they also extend to residential properties as well? Initially, the focus was indeed on promoting cleaner technologies in businesses. However, there has been a significant shift towards encouraging the adoption of renewable energy technology in residential properties too. The goal is to provide further incentives for businesses while simultaneously empowering households to embrace solar power. Well, that's a crucial step. So, can you tell me more about short-term incentives and how those have been introduced? Of course, two key incentives have been rolled out by South Africa's government. Firstly, there's the solar energy tax credit under Section 6, Capital C, specifically designed for natural persons, this is individuals, uh, ourselves, living in our residential property. And then there's also the second one, which is to enhance deductions under Section 12, Cap BA, for taxpayers engaged in trade who invest in renewable energy assets. It's good to hear that they're at least taking steps forward. Can you tell us more about the short-term incentives that have been introduced? Of course, two key incentives have been rolled out. Firstly, there's the solar energy tax credit under Section 6 Cap C, specifically designed for natural persons, that is people like ourselves, uh, occupying a primary residence. And secondly, there's an enhanced deduction under Section 12 Cap B A for taxpayers engaged in trade who invest in renewable energy assets. But today's podcast will focus on Section 6 Cap C, which is the residential. All right. So focusing then Section 6 Capital C, how does it work exactly? The solar energy tax credit aims to incentivize households to invest in clean electricity. It's applicable for a limited period of time, which started from the 1st of March to 2023, and it's ending on 29th of February 2024. Eligible individuals can claim the tax credit on the cost incurred for acquiring the qualifying solar PV panels. All right. So that's very interesting. But what exactly qualifies as a qualifying solar PV panel? Good question. To qualify for a tax credit, the panels must meet specific criteria. Only new and unused solar PV panels qualify to ensure that the capacity is in addition to what the country already has in place. The panels can be installed as part of a new system or as an extension of an existing system. Only solar PV panels with a minimum capacity of 275 watt per panel 
designed output qualify for the rebate. Other components of a system, such as batteries, inverters, fittings, or diesel generators, and installation costs do not qualify. Portable panels will also not qualify. Solar PV panels must be installed at a res residence that is mainly used by an individual for domestic purposes. The installation will have to be proved with a certificate of compliance in terms of the Electrical Installation Regulations 2009 to ensure safety of the installation and compliance to electric regulations. The solar PV panels must form part of a system that is connected to the main distribution of the private residence. The rebate applies to qualifying solar PV panels that are brought into use for the first time in the period from 1st March 2023 to 29th February 2024. I see. So are you able to walk us through an example maybe just to illustrate how these requirements might be applied in practice? Certainly, Ewan. Let's consider a scenario where a homeowner, let's call them homeowner S, purchases solar panels over a period of time. Some panels are new while others are pre-owned. We'll dive into the specifics and see how the eligibility criteria play out in this scenario. Homeowner S purchased two solar PV panels in 2019 to alleviate load shedding challenges. These panels were immediately installed and brought into use. In 2020, S purchased three pre-use panels from a company which was liquidated and had no more use for the panels. Owing to the size of the battery and inverter, only two of these panels were installed. Homeowner S upgraded the solar system in April 2023, which entailed the purchase of an additional battery and three more panels. Of these three panels, one had a generation capacity of 250 watt, and the other two were 280 watt. All the panels, including the one which was purchased but not installed in 2020, were installed and brought into use in May 2023. Homeowner S wanted to claim the tax credit for the four panels installed and brought it into use in 2023 against normal income. What is the result of this? In order to determine whether all four panels qualify for the tax credit, each panel had to be considered independently. The panel which was pre-used, acquired in 2020 and remained uninstalled until 2023. This panel did not meet the requirements under Section 6 Cap C, that is, the solar panel was not new and unused. In other words, the panel had been acquired secondhand, failing the new test, which is incorporated in the said section. It had furthermore not been installed when it was purchased in 2020, which also means that the requirement of new was not complied with, even though the panel was brought into use for the first time by the home owned by homeowner S on or after 1 March 2023 and before 1 March 2024, both the requirements under the set section was not satisfied. Therefore, the tax credit relating to this panel could not be claimed. So now we're looking at the panels which was purchased and installed in 2023. These panels complied with the requirement new and unused and brought into use for the first time by the taxpayer on or after 1 March 2023 and before 1 March 2024. The generation capacity of these panels had to, however, also been taken into account. In terms of the set section, it requires that each panel must not be less than 275 watt. 
Two of these panels had a generation capacity of 280 watt and the other one 250 watt. The panel with a generation capacity of 250 watt did not meet the requirement. As such, homeowner S could only claim the tax credit for the two qualifying panels. It's quite interesting how they've done the, the qualification there for the different types of panels. Um, what about the installation requirements though? What can you tell me about those? Ewan, the installation is, is quite crucial. The panels must be installed and mounted on a fixed to a residence mainly used for domestic purposes. Additionally, an electrical certificate of compliance must be issued for the installation, ensuring the safety and compliance thereof. All right. Okay. Sorry if I think I duplicated a question a little bit there, but I appreciate that you still answered. Um, and if we're just going back now, what is the allowable amount of the tax credit? Individuals can claim a tax credit of 25% of the costs actually incurred on the solar PV panels, up to a maximum of 15,000 Rand. This credit is deducted directly from the individual's tax liability, providing a significant incentive for investment in solar energy. For example, a person buys 10 solar PV panels at a cost of 4,000 per panel, so total cost of 40,000. That person would be able to claim 25% of the cost up to 15,000, so 10,000 Rand. A different person is able to buy 20 panels at a cost of 4,000 per panel, so a total cost of 80,000. The calculation of 25 adds up to 20,000, but they are limited to 15,000 Rand. All right, so an ultimate cap of just 15,000. So what will I, for example, need to pay SARS back if I sell my home after installing solar PV panels? Not at all, Ewan. There will be no recoupment if you sell your house after having benefited from this incentive, as the solar panels will likely remain fixed to the house and, and used by the following owner, still enabling an, an expansion in generation. This will, however, be a clawback of the rebate if you sell the panels themselves within one year after they were first brought into use to counter potential abuse of the tax system. Okay. And what about people who are renting a home or renting their homes out with the panels on them? This is an incentive is quite unique. There is no ownership limitation for the incentive. So installation by landlords or renters would be eligible, but only the party that pays for the solar panels can claim the rebate. All right, that's quite interesting. Um, now, before we wrap up, could you shed some light on the implications for income tax returns? Absolutely, Ewan. Since we're approaching the end of the 2023-2024 tax uh, year, um, individuals who wishes to claim the tax credit under the set section need to make sure that their tax return accurately reflects the installation of new and unused solar PV panels. Details such as connection to the Residence Electrical Distribution Board and the generation capacity of each panel must be confirmed. A natural person, which is we as an individual claiming the tax credit under this section may have to confirm the following information. The number of new and unused solar PV panels installed, that the panels are connected to the Residence Electrical Distribution Board, that the minimum generation capacity is 275 Watt for each solar PV panel, and that the legitimate electrical certificate of compliance has been issued. It is important to note when dealing with SARS, they often request documentary proof of a deduction. 
It is therefore recommended that you start gathering all your information and your documentation proving um, the expenses or costs that you incurred uh, in anticipation of completing your tax return. Thank you so much, Man, for coming in and just shedding some light on these fairly complex solar tax incentives. It's been a really interesting conversation. And if anyone ever needs to contact you in regards to these tax incentives, um, where can they contact you? It was an absolute pleasure doing this podcast with you, Ewan. Should anyone require assistance with tax-related matters, they can contact me at tax at stbb.co.za. Thank you so much, Man. Legally speaking, this podcast has come to an end. Thanks for joining the conversation. And if you like what you're hearing, visit us at stbb.co.za for more info.